Blog Talk Radio. I've been hearing this 
from people like this winter energy has been overwhelming in so many ways, Sonia, um, whether in the mm-hmm. Pacific Northwest, elsewhere, energetically. And back how east. can you speak to us? Yes, back <laughs> east. And I'm not only just talking about the weather. It's just, right. How can, how can you? Yeah, we have energetic weather going on, although everything mm-hmm. is linked. How can you speak mm-hmm. to us on this day, Sonia? Because there is just... So much that we're working through right now. We continue to work through it. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the the first thing I want to say to your listeners is this is a really special day, and if you didn't get to do this today, make sure you do this tomorrow because these few days that we're in, yesterday, today, and tomorrow, all cover the spring equinox it's not just that day at that moment and and the one thing i want to encourage people to do is is to remember that this particular day this opening that happens is when we get to plant seeds the things that we want to see grow and cultivate for this next year to come for of course you know summertime growth and the the harvest of those seeds in the autumn so this is the time to plant seeds and i would plant seeds quite um from a place of gratitude so let's say you need a new car your seed is thank you creator goddess earth for for this new car that's going to come into my life and you plant that seed that way, in gratitude, you're acknowledging something that will happen in the future, and more than likely, you'll bring that to yourself a lot faster. It may yeah. not be the car of your dreams. That Mercedes may not be that car, <laughs> but it may be a good car and a reliable car, and you can say that. Thank you for the wonderfully reliable, beautiful car that is coming to me. And and I also want to you know, point out that all of your thoughts, everything that's going on during this spring equinox is, again, creating the future. And that goes for every day of our lives. But on this particular passage, it's like, you know, it's like we're going to go into that birthing mode. And, you know, as as she, the earth, gets ready to birth spring, it can be a dangerous passage. It can be sort of like, oh, is it going to really happen? Nope, we just got two feet of snow. <laughs> oh, oh no, it looks like it's going to happen this time. So it's uh-huh. like a birth. And if we treat our thoughts and minds, you know, the way that we want to create, and that just for a day we're holding our minds in a really good place, in a balanced place, we're not thinking about what's good or what's bad or what's right or what's wrong. We're just staying in the middle lane, and we're really, really with intention planting these seeds. That would be my recommendation for approaching the spring equinox. Yes. Ah, what wonderful advice for all of us. And and I think that um, it, it's it's important advice right now because now is our time you know it's funny before the show i rebooted my computer and somehow i see an analogy there that it's time in a way for you know how do we want to begin how like you say what what energy 
do we want to bring in now? Where do we want to be? Perfect advice for this moment. Mm-hmm. Well, Susan, there's a lot of things going on. Certainly the political arena is enough to curl or straighten anyone's hair. <laughs> and I was speaking to a wonderful group of people uh, yesterday in Lake Oswego, and I was telling this group, because there were lots of complaints on both sides of the political fence, um, uh, you know, this happening, that happening. And I said, you know, uh-huh. what's uh-huh. happening here is that we, the people, have been handed a, a, an arena that has not been exactly stellar on either side. And yeah. there's been things that have been a bit off on both sides of this fence. And we're splitting hairs trying to make perfection, you know, lemonade out of lemons. We're trying to get that, no, this is perfect, it has to happen this way. When, in fact, I think that our current number 45 is a teacher to all of us and is really, really here teaching a big, big lesson to everyone about what we're manifesting, what we want, and what we don't want in our lives. And I am not taking sides. I'm staying in the middle lane on this, but I really want the listeners to to take a look at what you're learning from all of this. What are you, what is your what are you going to take away from this as to what kind of future you want to create for your children? Because yeah. really, that's where we're all at right now. And and I mean that to, you know, the people who are young, 20 something, 30 something, you know, 40 something. Everybody has that responsibility. Our thoughts, our focus, what we're manifesting is all about what we're creating for the next seven generations. And if we can approach the political arena from that place and really, really manifest a type of truth that encompasses both sides, and what I mean by that is there is integrity, there is an honesty and a true desire for this country to be all that it can be from a place of truth and integrity and 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 freedom <laughs> that big word yeah. freedom yeah. you know when we can yeah. do that and we can apply our spiritual practice to what we're you know upset about or complaining about i think we can manifest a really great future but right now you know the the we live in dualism dualism is the the big soup we all swim in we measure outside of ourselves what is good or what is bad what is right what is wrong what is light what is dark and all of this measuring system that that's outside of us gets it's it's literally changing it's splitting apart and it's it's no longer going to be the measuring system of our world and our galaxy in about a hundred years it's going to really be gone and the humans that are alive on earth at that time will be having to rely on their internal compass their internal measuring system so i I really want to encourage everybody to just observe and observe how right things are or how wrong things are or how light it is or how dark it is because the extremes of these two sides are really getting pronounced 
And if we can stay centered and stay in the middle where we're just observing it, we will deal. We will be able to deal with it a lot easier. You know, years ago I wasn't as um, accepting of the concept of reincarnation and this notion of coming into a life um, to, for a purpose, and that one of the most profound lessons I feel that I've learned is when someone in our world is a catalyst whether you label them negative, positive, like you say, mm-hmm. you know, you mm-hmm. can step outside of dualism. But if they are making big waves, mm-hmm. you can bet we all have an agreement with that person in some way mm-hmm. that we, and, and, you know, that was very liberating for me, Sonia, when I first um came across that. It was new to me. And I know there are listeners listening to this show who are like me, who who really haven't, you know, maybe all of their lives been um, on this particular spiritual path. Of course, we're all changing, but, but um, it, it's, it really helps me mm-hmm. to accept what, what comes. And you've studied reincarnation a great deal and, and, um, and, the notion of of how past lives and or even concurrent lives, if we think about time, you know, it's a big question. I always ask, you know, I'm going to throw mm-hmm. this out to you in a big way because it's about time and what it is, and you know, these soul agreements and even a societies or civilizations or an entire world um, unfolding. Right, right, and and you know the the. I talk about this in Spirit Traveler. When we began this phase of humanity that we're in, because there's phases of humanity, blocks of time, um, Atlantis and Lemuria were coming to an end. And 12,000 years ago, when the ice started to recede and, you know, the earth was changing, Atlantis and Lemuria had fallen these huge portals opened up all over the earth. And it was almost like in a, it, you remember in the Batman movies when they shine the, the, the light up in the sky and put the bat in the <laughs> yeah. sky to call Batman. It's kind of like that's what the earth does. These huge portals open up and the earth sends a signal out to the cosmos. Okay, we're ready. We're starting a new phase of humanity. And the demigods or star beings come down through these portals and they have their area, the Egyptian gods, the Greek gods, the Tibetan gods, the Hopi gods, the Norse gods, you know, the all these different demigods, star beings, came through and influenced that part of the world. And I mean influenced as in education, ceremonies, and cross-pollination with those people. So... We are now coming to the end of a phase of humanity, and we're all feeling it. We feel pressure. We feel there's a ringing in our ears. There's all kinds of things that we're noticing and sort of an urgency like, oh, my God, I've got to get this done. And why do I feel like I need to so hurry up with my spiritual development because I don't know, I just have to. And it's because we're literally coming to the end of a phase 
and and all of these children that are being born are star seeds, just like we were back during Atlantis and Lemuria, and they're coming through to take the next phase of humanity on. It doesn't mean the world's going to come to an end. It's just we're handing the baton to the next group that will evolve and have their own phase of humanity. So this is a big deal, what we're going through, and it's a really big deal how well we as adults take care of this, these children and this next phase that's beginning because we're literally setting the stage for them, how we take care of the earth, what we're doing politically, how we're managing or not managing our spiritual practice is what's laying the groundwork for these children. Yes, yes. Are you there? It seems like, yes, yes, I'm here. Um, Okay. It seems like um, lately we certainly have more of an awareness of these planets that now we are observing. And as you say, you know, what we've been talking about for so long that, of course, we're not alone and, and um, you know, the, the notion of higher consciousness evolution in other places is entering in to the norm. How do you feel that our becoming more globally conscious of, hey, you know, we now have evidence for those who, you know, we need this concrete, we can see, you know, evidence of these planets. Um, how do you feel that it's going to influence this next stage because we're surely shifting. I mean, that's a big deal. When I was a kid, you know, we didn't have this kind of knowledge. And yet this new generation, they already know, you know, they're going to know so much, um, even just in the materialist world. Of course, they're shifting into a, a higher dimension. Right. Right. Well, I think that, um, you know, I think that we've really come a long ways. If you think about, you know, 100 years ago, <laughs> yes. we were, you know, we were um, still riding around in horses and wagons. You know, we, we've come a long ways, and our technology has advanced considerably. I think where these kids are, and some of them, as they come through, I, I, you know, I work with people as a healer, and I'm a long-distance surgeon basically i go in and repair hearts and tissue and livers and spleens and gallbladders and kidneys and you know i'm i'm like a surgeon i go in and work on people and it doesn't matter how far they are around the world i am able to go to them and work on them over the phone and with that said people call me and say you know my child is only three years old but they're they're speech delayed they're having a hard time Um, with certain motor skills, and I don't know what's wrong with them. Can you check them? And sure enough, when I check the child, they're a starseed. They've never had an incarnation on Earth before. They're just trying to get into a human form. All of us are really used to it, you know, those of us who have been here reincarnating since Atlantis. And just to explain the reincarnation part to people, um, when when we all came through, we were star seeds too. We all come from the galaxy and beyond. And when we came through an inhabited human form, we all made the agreement. 
that we were willing to accept the paperwork that said you will have karma (laughs) and you must work through your karma. Subsequently, karma being unresolved emotional wounds, when those happen and we don't get to work on them, we don't have a therapist available to help us work through that stuff, we die and we take that karma with us. So we feel betrayed, we feel shocked, we feel uh, abandoned, we feel resentful, we feel jealous. All of these things that are unresolved emotional wounds, like a big, nice Santa Claus bag, come with us lifetime after lifetime. And we're manifesting completely different scenarios. You know, we have one lifetime where we're born female and we're in China, and we have in the next lifetime we're born male and we're in Peru, and the next lifetime we're born female and we're in Sweden, and the next lifetime we're maybe repeat the gender, we're female, but we're born in Australia. And we change it up so much, and we have such a case of amnesia every time we come into a body, we don't remember. And, and people who don't understand reincarnation look at me and go, what? What are you talking about? And my, my uh, analogy of this is, you know, how many times have you visited a place? Have you traveled maybe to London or you traveled to France or, you know, you went to the south and visited New Orleans? How many times have you gone someplace and had that feeling, I've been here before? Or you look at pictures in a book and you're like totally identifying with a particular costume or style of clothing. I know that. I've been in that before. This is, this is that little faint memory that's in there. This is that, that part of our soul body that's going, hello, hello, you do have past lives. <laughs> I'm calling to you. <laughs> so, so when people call me for an appointment, that's another area that I go into with them and I help, I'm able to see their past lives and I'm literally taken up into the ethers watching their soul incarnate and come back down to the earth. And like a big hologram, the whole thing opens up right in front of me and I'm watching what happened to them in all of their past lives. And it's, you know, it's really great information because we can then go back and start to heal and and tackle some of the unresolved emotional wounds or karma. Yes, yes. Yeah. You know, um, when I was working as a computer scientist, Sonia, um, and and waking up many years ago, I opened myself up to this notion of past lives, and it came to me, and actually, I don't know that I was really expecting it, but it was a time of opening up, and it came to me in the way that I needed it, in with photographic, um, uh, something impossible happened, where mm-hmm. I stumbled mm-hmm. upon somebody, and a group of people, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. as a logical person at the time, although also spiritual, it was what I needed at the time, and I am finding that um and then i discovered that others had had a similar experience and and i connected to someone i'd never heard of um but um someone i knew looked just like someone in their life and it just went from there where i found the wow. circle of mm-hmm. people and as i've studied mm-hmm. these people who are all um creative painters or, or models in a in a circle that i didn't know much about 
I've seen these amazing reversals um, and and just how, you know, you can actually observe live <laughs> in color in a, mm-hmm. in a way a computer scientist would appreciate these things. And everything you just said resonates so deeply with me. And I feel like, I guess, here's the question for you, Sonia. Do you feel that when we look for answers, when we really open ourselves up to them, they really come to us in the ways that we need to see them? Because somehow um, that's what happened with me. It just it came to me in the way that I needed at the time because I was ready for that kind mm-hmm. of experience. Well, you know, Susan, I just taught um, a meditation retreat in Hawaii, and it was called The Creation of Love. And it was Mm -hmm. all about understanding love, how we love, how much we love, what's a soulmate, what's a twin flame, you know, processing, people going really deep into their own inner process, doing a lot of the work that I do with the inner child and, and really getting at the emotional wounds so that we can make room for some other stuff, you know, and like the energy coming in. And when I do retreats, I take everybody into ceremony. So not only are we in ceremony for four days, but then my guides move us into, they moved us this time into the seventh dimension. We're now currently in the fifth dimension. They moved us into the seventh. And they also shifted the realms so that we sat in the sixth realm. This was such a high vibration. Everybody was like almost struggling just to stay upright. Everybody wanted to keep mm-hmm. just lying down and passing out because it was so intense. But during this, my guides then brought in what is called divine love. And divine love is the soup that we swim in when we're in the spirit world. That is truly the energy that we return to, divine love. But when we are here on earth experiencing dualism, we love. We experience love the way that we experience, you know, sadness or joy or pain or, you know, frustration, whatever it is. And so I wanted this group to experience the difference between loving within dualism and stepping out of dualism and really experiencing divine love, God's love. And I'm telling you, it was mind-blowing what happened. And just as you're talking about people being ready to receive that information, Mm -hmm. man, people Mm -hmm. were just going deep into their stuff and uncovering what was really blocking them and what the resistance was that was keeping them stuck, really, stuck in patterns, stuck in behavior, unable to move forward because of a belief system or a a pattern that they'd created. It was really powerful. And I just I I so want to encourage your listeners to to take a moment every day and just for one moment see if you can let go of everything. Let everything go. Everything. Everything that you're attached to, everything that you believe in, let it all go. And for one minute sit in that energy. Because it's powerful. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. So important. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny, Sonia. At that time in my life, what I realized is I needed to release a belief in traditional heaven and hell. 
mm-hmm. and that especially mm-hmm. hell it was so yeah. powerful in you know my upbringing and even later years it took for me really seeing reincarnation to the point where i didn't just believe in it i knew and then mm-hmm. at that point obviously the belief system that was trying to hold on to me or i was trying to adversely hold on to it just fell away because um mm-hmm. clearly there was more to it yeah. <laughs> as a scientist you know i would say there's there's obviously more to this and mm-hmm. thanks and you know and then there was that wounded child and i mentioned this cuz so many of our listeners you know a lot of people carry these beliefs from childhood whether you know they they um and even in adulthood and yet they don't feel you know and and i know for some people they feel right to them those listeners who may be questioning us but for many people there's this feeling of it just doesn't resonate it just doesn't it doesn't work with divine love you know when you bring mm-hmm. in that kind of divine love and and i feel like well, but the they have we not had ourselves up Mm-hmm. They have not had the experience to sit with someone like myself. Yeah. And that yeah. is the difference. You know, there's a whole lot going on in the spiritual world where everybody, everybody becomes some somewhat knowledgeable. Oh, yeah, I know about chakras, and I know about shamanism, and I know about this, and I know about that. And you know what? It's all happening on an intellectual level, and very few people step out of that intellectual Mm -hmm. space, which Mm -hmm. is very safe, and get into a place where they're having an experience. And Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I'm telling you, the experience that that people have had with me in these retreats that I'm doing is really profound. And it's scary because we aren't used to having those kind of experiences we're used to playing it safe and oh let me just google yes. and then i'll know what she's talking about and yeah. and you know again there's a lot of misinformation there's a lot of information on the internet that is just absolutely cracked you know it's it's like i don't know who made it up but it's pretty wild and uh, i tell people all the time you know if you have a question about something ask me because you're going to get all kinds of things on the internet and some of them are just not they're not factual at all. You know, I struggled a lot when I wrote Spirit Traveler because, you know, the first part of each chapter is the history that is known, the history that has been recorded, what archaeologists and historians have said about Stonehenge and Tiwanaku and Chichen Itza and all these places that I talk about. And then I went into my own spirit travels. This is what I saw. This is what I found. This is who I met there. This is who told me this is what happened here, here, and here. And, you know, I I know beyond everything that is true in the world that what I saw and what I experienced is exactly what happened in history. And I am so clear about this because I've had proof brought to me in all of these different places and occasions as to what my findings were and and things acknowledging those findings but see we are in a society where we have first of all you know killed i mean europe they 300,000 women were killed for being witches and heretics oh yeah. my god 300,000 
They used to drown them outside of Edinburgh Castle in this lake, thousands of women. And if they survived the drowning, they were given a Christian burial. You know, it's like we have so denied the intuition and the feminine principle for so long. And I finally got to a place with history that I wanted people to know the truth, and I wanted to share the truth from a different methodology than, oh, let me look at this, let me take a carbon dating, and then let me guess what happened here. (laughs) You know, it's like, no, I'm tired of men telling me and guessing at what happened. I'm going to go in and get the information. And I'm very blessed that I have the guides that have worked with me for lifetimes and that this lifetime they've actually taken me and time-traveled to these sites. Sonia, in terms of the spring equinox where we find ourselves, I wonder if you could share a bit of knowledge about a site that was significant um, at this this time of year, well, or, or what what sure. was done. Just pick pick an example that you feel would 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 reach out to us to those listening. Um, you know, Stonehenge, of course, is totally yeah. designed for the solstice, um, but also it was used at the equinox, and Stonehenge, uh, you know, was was recorded by historians to have been built around two to 3,000 B.C. And my experience and what I saw and what I was told when I went there in my spirit travels is that it was built, the actual sarsen stones were placed around 4,000 B.C. The actual area of Salisbury Plain was being used and developed by the people around 8,000 B.C. And many, many sites were placed in that area before the actual sarsen stones. There was a wooden henge. There were rocks and, and branches that identified it. But all of these stone circles in the U.K. are identifying portals. They're all portals. They're receiving energy from the cosmos, Earth energy is going up to the cosmos, or both are being exchanged. Stonehenge was both. And that place, again, it was recorded that it was possibly used for death ritual because there were burial mounds next to it. And that is not true. The people were buried in these burial mounds next to Stonehenge because when the demigods stopped coming, when they put those big sarsen stones in place and said, this is our last message to you. May you always remember our ceremonies and practice what we've taught you. This is our last time coming here on the equinox and the solstice, our last time, and they were gone. The people eventually started freaking out, and as they did in many cultures around the world, because the demigods were no longer coming to them. And they started burying their priestesses, their high priestesses, and the people, the elite, next to Stonehenge, in hopes that they would reach the gods and bring them back. But the actual Stonehenge itself and that portal was used for fertility rites. And the high priestesses Mm -hmm. would procreate with the demigods. And that whole, if you look at Stonehenge when when it was actually in its full 
display, it's like a, a womb. It has the causeway that's yeah. coming up to this womb shape, and it is where they did all their fertility rituals. And, of course, back then, fertility was a big deal. It's still a big deal with a lot of tribal people because we want our crops to go, we grow. We want our children to be born safely. We want to have our village grow. Yes. When we think I had about, a, I had a. Uh, I'm sorry. Go I just ahead. wanted to tell you. I I was in a car with a um, a guy. He was our driver over there. And after mm-hmm. I had spirit traveled to Stonehenge, I actually traveled physically to go see it. And this man was a um, amateur archaeologist, and he said he'd gone on a real dig on Salisbury Plain, and they actually found the tooth of an aurochs on the dig. And he looked at me and he said, you know what that's gonna, what's going to happen now. And I said, what? And he said, that changes all the dates that are recorded in history. Uh-huh. And he says, it puts Stonehenge exactly at your dates. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. that is a, that's such a perfect example of how it just seems lately, Sonia, and really this has been something that I suppose if we pay attention, we see it. There is this beautiful marriage of the kind of experiences that you talk about. And without those, I think many of us wouldn't have awakened, even if we didn't completely understand. A lot of times we don't understand what's happening. But also with these observations in the world, like you just described. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's a beautiful thing to to mm-hmm. see these things together it's like we're at that next level where it's just okay now you know this is just the way it is i mean it's time to wake up everybody <laughs> right as many people as can wake up and we're we're being assisted in such beautiful ways right we are and and i think that that it's important that people uh um how do i say this there is, you know, we're all spiritual. We all carry uh, that God particle in our soul body that connects yes. us. And we yes. all have the ability to access the deep inner peace that's in our soul body. That is up to us, though, to be able to get through the emotional wounds, to do the work, to do the processing and clearing and, and, and getting at that deeper level of who we are on a soul level and access the inner peace. We all have that right, that ability. Not everybody is going to have the same karma. I have particular karma. I've been a healer for every lifetime. I've worked with my guides that I am working with now in every lifetime. So I have sort of this particular karma. I wouldn't wish what I go through on anyone. And and mm-hmm. the guy who is, you know, building houses and just, you know, like, I've got to build these houses. And I love wood and I love construction and i got to build. That's his karma. He's got other stuff that he's done in other lives where he's built Rome and it fell and he's, you know, built other places. Everybody has a different path, but we all share a spiritualism that connects us through that God particle 
in our souls. It doesn't mean that any of us are the same. In fact, we should celebrate how different each one of us is and how individual each person is because each person brings a little different flavor and a little different energy to each situation that's needed. It's needed. Yes, yes. How do you help people, Sonia, who who are listening with this energy that's available to us right now, um, with truly following their hearts. You know, it seems like so often um, we deny what it is that would truly make us happy. And I know, you know, and I'd like you to reflect upon how karma enters into this as well. But um, getting past, you know, those barriers and and really following the path that you're called to follow. How how are you assisting people with that? What advice would you offer to people who are drawn and just, you know, they, they just haven't quite gotten over that barrier yet, or maybe they are just beginning? Um, how can you advise people? Because spring seems to be the time when people are called to things, called to where their truest well, paths. I think you know I think that's a very interesting question because there's a lot of people who call me for appointments and they're you know reformed catholics they're they they grew up you know protestant they grew up uh jewish they grew up uh muslim they grew up uh, in a, in another religion and they call me and they say you know my religion doesn't really work for me anymore i don't you know i don't really resonate with this I feel mm-hmm. very spiritual, but I don't quite know what to do with it. And, you know, I, I think it's important that, that whatever religion you are, even if you are practicing as a Catholic or a Protestant or whatever, you, that, you, that you develop a meditation practice. And I have a meditation, a grounding meditation that I teach at all my retreats. Anything that I do, I share this grounding meditation when I'm in person with people because I want them to have that experience. I sell the CD on my website. There's an MP3 download. It's very accessible. And the reason I bring this up is we are not used to practicing necessarily a meditation practice for one, but for two, we're not used to practicing grounding our energy. As a species, we tend to let our energy fly out of our bodies much in the same way we let our words fly out of our mouths. And if we were being very aware and conscious of our energy, the best way of managing that energy is to ground it into the earth because we're constantly hooking our energy up with other energy, like energy, so when you're angry, there's a bunch of other people that are angry, and it's, it's a vibrational match. And all that does, when we hook up our energy with like energy in that way, is we're creating more karma. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm, I'm like done with the whole karma, karma thing. <laughs> it's like, okay, had enough, let's be done. <laughs> so, so you want to ground your energy, and this grounding meditation that I teach is something that really helps people. You know, my voice, I'm talking you through it, and it really helps to learn how to ground your energy better. And more importantly, utilize earth energy, because we've totally gotten away from that, and that is 
the yeah. gift that this planet gives us. That is a tremendous healing element that comes up through the soles of our feet and fills our body. You know, and Creator's energy comes down through our head and the two meet at the heart. And that is truly the riot of of creativity and expression and love and and fantastic magical things that happen is when those two energies of you know have this meeting at the heart so so yeah. this is the, these are the things i would encourage people to do is you know ground yourself go out in nature you know imagine yourself as a tree let your roots grow deep into the earth feel that earth energy coming up the roots into your body there's lots of things that people can do that become a daily practice but to you know like i said earlier when we just go into more of an intellectual space with it then we're still keeping all the patterns in place and we're still running the same cycles and so then we have all this spiritual knowledge but we're at the end of that going well how come i still feel crappy how come i still have mm-hmm. this going mm-hmm. on in my life and it's really because we haven't done the internal work and right now in this fifth dimension that we're in, it's all about the internal work. It's totally what I call it an inside job. Yes, yes. I love how you invite people out to nature. And, you know, it. I think so many of us have had this experience that when we were younger, we were tired, more tired. And yet yeah. when we allow ourselves to open up, like for me... Um, being out in nature is really important. And when I'm away from that, which I have been at times, I feel it. Mm -hmm. I'll be honest, I was starting to feel sluggish because I wasn't getting out enough. And now Mm -hmm. that I've managed to get out again where I need to be, it makes a huge, huge difference. And, you know, every time that happens, and I'm sure many of my audience, they're much the same. You know, you kind of beat yourself over the head a little bit like, hey, you know, how many times do you need to be reminded? And I say to myself, well, I guess as many times as I need to be reminded. But it's energetic. I mean, you feel it. I feel it right now. And when we intellectualize everything, you know, when we're stuck in that space alone, Boy, does that pull us down. I mean, you can really feel tired when you get caught in that in that space. And I'm sure you've mm-hmm. worked with people where that then leads to other issues, um, you know, mm-hmm. where. Absolutely. Um, and, and so it's so important what what you advise. And I know you do work with groups teaching meditation, mm-hmm. including those listening locally and those who could come to to one of your retreats really really anywhere um and and here's a question out of my own curiosity here we still have time i keep watching you know like what you're up you're doing in hawaii and i'm just Mm -hmm. so curious when you're in that area sonia um do you connect i mean i'm sure you do to the to the dolphins and you know just to um Tell us more about the energy of Hawaii, and and um, you know I think that um, it's just so incredibly well, profound and beautiful what I'm seeing that you're well, doing out there. Thank you. The the amazing thing that happened. Um, there were lots of amazing things. One is um, during the retreat we were in a grassy area off of a path. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was just right off the ocean, so we could see the ocean right there. And 
um, that we built a medicine wheel and we did a lot of processing and and prayer within that medicine wheel. And while we were doing this, um, I saw I saw the, the you know the, the Hawaiian gods come up mm-hmm. to the tree mm-hmm. line, and they said, "We really want to thank you for doing this here and bringing ceremony to this land." And mm-hmm. I was so honored and they came again to the group and uh Lono he took the um the he had this thing in his hand that he was spraying water on everybody while they were getting this healing and it was so cool and I you know I I have that ability to see all the demigods and all levels of of you know from angels all the way down to you know entities and alien beings i see all of it and and i um i clear a lot of that stuff the lower astral plane stuff from people but i i was really honored that the hawaiian gods came and and said that to me we saw menahuni which are the magical little people there of the island and in the closing ceremony um, there were whales jumping right off of the point where we were doing the closing ceremony. Wow. And that was really <laughs> spectacular, these big whales just coming up and splashing uh-huh. down. Yeah. Yeah, and the next, the next retreat I'm doing is in May. Um, it's in Scotland, and I actually have mm-hmm. two spots left. And this, this retreat is um, in a really magical part of Scotland. It's near Findhorn which is up oh, north, yeah. and it's, I mean, talk about magical things out in the woods, and we're going to spend a great deal of time, because the, the retreat's called Earth Medicine, Meditation Retreat, uh-huh. and it's all uh-huh. about the earth medicine, it's all about, you know, really, I'm actually going to do some of the old healing uh, uh, ceremonies that that I learned when I went back and they showed me what happened at Stonehenge and Avebury Circle and Maberhenge. Um, they showed me the ceremonies. So I'm going to be doing some of that with the people at this retreat. Well, I you know that, that <laughs> you know, Finhorn, oh, my goodness. I mean, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's funny. Um, um, many of us, um, we've heard about Finhorn for years, no matter where mm-hmm. What our origins are, because Finhorn's been been around for quite a while, and or the certainly the land has been there for a very long time. But the community, and um, I think that they are doing incredible work to awaken the planet there. Um, and mm-hmm. um, I think that 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 is very cool that you are going to be close mm-hmm. to there because what mm-hmm. an amazing place. Well, the the place where I do my retreat there is it's owned and run by Findhorn, and it's uh-huh. um, it's a lovely kind of an old small castle that we all stay in, and it's uh-huh. it's just uh-huh. super fun, and the food is fabulous, and you know it's it's really four days of of going deep into earth medicine and earth energy, so. I'm really excited about that, and I've got another one in Oregon in October called Earth Circles, uh-huh. and it's all about the circular energy of everything that this planet has and that happens for us. And it's, again, going to be more outdoors, but there's this beautiful yurt where we'll be holding. I'll be having all the meditations and lots of indoor and outdoor activities. So 
um, there's a lot of really nice opportunity for people to have that in-person experience. I know a lot of people prefer to have a one-on-one with me on the phone, but mm-hmm. um, there, there's just nothing like this, what happens in those four days. It's so powerful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're you're doing so many, so many amazing things. I have watched. You know, I don't know how many years we've been doing these shows, but I mean, your work is growing. I mean, you're mm-hmm. just. Um, it's it, it's it seems that that people are really awakening and called to just a greater level of experience, and mm-hmm. um, they are finding um, teachers like you. They are, you know, you're just really. Um, growing right along with them, it seems, and it, it's a beautiful thing to observe in, in your own way. Just that you're just—it seems like you're fully stepping into everything that that you were meant to do and more, and it just keeps unfolding. I mean, and, and well, I'm, happy I'm, to see I'm really it. excited. There's a there's a new show on Gaia TV that I taped for mm-hmm. down in in LA, and that'll be coming out and then there's another new show on Gaia TV that I'm taping for in in April and then I'll be on George's uh, Beyond Belief in June and I'm also doing a, a live a live coast to coast show with George in Seattle on July 29th so you guys mark your calendars and and come up to Seattle for this cuz it'll be really fabulous it's a it's a really nice big auditoriums with a stage and we're going to the whole show will be broadcast live and we'll be on the stage talking to each other and to people wow how cool is that i've seen that he's doing more of those kinds of shows and that is just wonderful and very accessible to people Mm -hmm. here down in oregon so um Mm -hmm. and really what a what a perfect time to plan a trip out there for anyone no matter where you are, that would be a nice time mm-hmm. to get to go yeah. out there. So I'm I'm really happy to hear that, Sonia. And um, you know, now, you as, know Susan Shemunsky, don't mm-hmm. you? You know Susan. Oh Shemunsky? yeah, I've, I, well I've talked to her. She does the um, the cruises yeah. and things. Yes. Right, yeah. right. I'm going to be on on her holistic uh, ancient sites cruise in November, November 11th to oh. the 18th, and we're going down the coast of Mexico and. I'm really excited because I've never been on one, and um, uh-huh. you know people can experience a lot of different people on the cruise, not just me, but there's others. Yes. And Linda Linda yes. Moulton Howell will be on, and mm-hmm. Stuart Pierce, mm-hmm. and yeah, a lot of really great people. So that'll be fun. Oh, that's a fun winter like adventure. Great fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know she does those about every six months. She has one. On, they're all different too. I hadn't heard mm-hmm. about that one, and that. I'm sure a lot of people will be drawn to that because, you know, you have that opportunity to be with the the various teachers who are on there. I mean, it's a full experience. And then, then the mm-hmm. um, visits to the land and everything. Oh, that that's really cool to hear that, yeah. that you're going to be yeah. doing that. I am aware of those. I know. So, yeah, I'm well, excited. As, as, yeah, I mean, so many wonderful. I'm really glad that we've had a little extra time to explore some of the things that you're doing. Sometimes that seems to come up right at the end, and and this time we're just kind of flowing with it today, and I, I really like that that feeling. And as we head towards the last um, few minutes of the show, I wonder if you could leave the audience 
with, um, well, first of all, make sure they know where they can find you, but then also just some thoughts, some final reflections mm-hmm. as to how to, to do some work this week in their own hearts. Okay. Well, okay, so first things first, my website is Sonia, S-O-N-J-A, Grace, G-R-A-C-E dot com. I'm on Facebook, Mystic Healer Sonia Grace. I'm on Instagram and Twitter, Sonia Grace Guide. Um, email me, call me. Um, the thing I want to leave everyone with is the prayer for spring, and it's from my Earthways book. In the spring, we plant our seeds into your rich soil, Mother Earth. Thank you for your love and nurturing as they grow into the very food that will feed us and the grain that feeds all of us around the world. We are humbled by you, goddess, as you provide our essential needs for life. As I send this prayer deep into your ground, I ask that this new year be filled with harmony, love, good health, and prosperity for everyone around the world. I ask that you receive my seeds with these prayers for my earth family. I just want thank to remind you. everyone, thank you, Susan, that that yeah. the more that you can, as I talked about earlier, just let things go, stand in observation, try not to let your energy leap out of your body and jump into something that's good or bad. Just observe it. Become the observer. Get into a meditation practice. At once a month on Wednesdays, uh, I hold a meditation class here in portland you can find that on my website um you can get my meditation you know on an mp3 download but really find a meditation practice it will help you immensely with your stress your blood pressure your health issues it will help all of it yes yes well thank you so much sonia as always and for just everything you're doing and what you're sharing with everyone, and certainly, um, you know, so many opportunities for listeners, where no matter where they are, to discover the various ways that you are acting truly as a guide. Um, and um, thanks from my heart, as always, for yeah, being I love here. Love you, Susan. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> Thank you so much. Love you too. You take care. You too. Um, just a couple of notes. Those of you who are listening here in prime time, the next show will be at noon Pacific on Wednesday. I've got three shows this week. The show is is back slowly in full swing here. Um, on Wednesday at noon Pacific, I have Kate Montana coming on who has a new book, and we're going to be talking about ego, popular topic that we haven't explored too much um, on this show. So we're going to be talking about that. And then on Friday, Master Charles Cannon is kind of coming on the show for the first time, again at noon Pacific, and we're going to be talking about his new book on living and awakened life and we have quite a, a schedule coming up and I am just so very blessed to have these wonderful teachers coming, some for the first time, some returning visits like Sonia and how exciting that so much 
Sonia has so much to share with all of us, and it just continues to grow. So thank you, everyone, for being here. You can always learn about this show now in its seventh year at FrontierBeyondFear.com. And I expect that to continue to expand. I am finally expanding the outreach to even more platforms as we grow. And I'm very excited about that. So be on the lookout for some exciting things. And thank you, everyone, for being here. May the energy of spring be with you consciously today, wherever you are. Take care, everyone.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.